Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, away we go. One of the favorite parts of the program is the Topics Worthy of Discussion panel, weekday afternoons at this time here on The Oakley Show. Joining us on the Thursday edition, in-house, Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor, Counselor for Ward 3 at Tobacco Center. How's Stephen? Hey, great to be here with you, John. Always a pleasure to be on the panel to talk about the news of the day. Okay, is that what we do? Uh, Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, former... PC MPP from Thornhill. Hello, Peter. I was, and I am, and I'm <laughs> glad to be with you. Hi, John. All right. And Tom Parkin, rounding it out, columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. How's Tom doing? I'm good. How are you? Likewise. Thanks. All right. By the way, we we're just talking to uh, the Minister of Finance, Vic Fideli, on the new rules that were tabled today by he and the uh, Attorney General, Caroline Mulroney, on pot. When it's legalized for recreational use October 17th, need I remind you, uh, they are favoring the open free market model, not not the uh, previous liberal offering of uh, an LCBO-like uh, public sector-operated uh, entity, and so uh, making it also up to communities to opt out of hosting pot shops. Let me start with you, Stephen. I mean, here you are. Uh, you're a municipal councillor and perhaps uh, will be going forward when the rules uh, come into play. Initially, it'll be online purchases by April 1 of 2019. Uh, that's when, I guess, dispensaries will open. And Minister Fideli said anybody who uh, satisfies the criteria of the Alcohol and Gaming Commission in the province uh, would be licensed to do so in the interests of competition. He sees this as the preferential model. How about you? Well, uh, due to the limitation of radio, the listeners can't see that frown and that look of stress on my face because I'm thinking about all the work that needs to be done going forward. Um, I will say I am willing to agree with the province on their approach to it thus far. Uh, I didn't really favor any sort of a government-run pot store because I'm not sure the government should be in the business of retail, especially in uh, the idea of of cannabis. But going forward, uh, I'm glad that there are private sector entities that are running dedicated stores, and that's the key. I didn't want to see this stuff distributed all over the place. It is a drug. It is something that is available in very small packages that are easy to put into your pocket and transport around. It's not like uh, hauling around, uh, you know, a 26 or a vodka. It's a little thing that can get into the hands of kids. What I am worried about, though, and I think the cities really need to do, is start catching up with bylaws and rules around where these stores will go. How close can they be to a school or a residential area? What is the traffic that it's going to bring? Any city councillor will tell you that anytime you've got a drive through or a liquor store in an area, it brings all kinds of municipal-type issues that go along with it. And Toronto's really going to have to catch up now with our rules around space planning and neighborhood planning, knowing that these bricks-and-mortar stores are coming to a place near you. The drive through I hadn't considered that. I should have thought about that. Yeah, the oh, drive through pot go. dispensary. Man, <laughs> fill up the I, trunk, right? Yeah, I'll I, have I, a nice I cap. To, yeah, I listened to Fidelity. I don't think he was saying that. Come on. No, he wasn't I, saying, you I, know, I don't think he was. A, I, I no. think these are, these but, are the but, right what, things. Maybe not a bad idea, though. But abandoning bad the public idea. sector model, <laughs> the LCBO type thing, uh, what do you make of that, Tom? Um, that, that doesn't worry me so much. Uh, what, what I didn't like from what I heard today 
was that we're going to follow the rules of the of smoking. Yep. Because that means that uh, you're walking down the street with your kids and there's three people getting high on the corner. And I don't like that. I'm sorry I don't. Uh, that means you can a group of people can go get high right at the edge of the school. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Uh, that they can be standing outside the pot stores getting high. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Well, I don't want people standing in the bus line smoking dope in my face. But isn't that I, more I, I, intellectually I, honest? I mean, tobacco is uh, also known to have deleterious health effects. Yeah. Uh, how else would you model it then? Uh, I would say if if we're if we don't we don't allow drinking in public, mm-hmm. it should be the same. Now, Mayor Tory today said. He he has no problem with uh, people having drinks in the park, and actually, I quite agree with that. There's nothing wrong with responsible having a barbecue in the park and having some wine or beer. I have no problem with that, Uh, but not walking down the street with open drinks. We don't we don't done that in Toronto. Nobody's arguing for that in Toronto, and nobody's arguing. Uh, until today, that people should be walking down the street or standing at the bus stop or lurking at the edge of the schoolyard smoking dope. Yeah, but you know, that's I'm the whole... I'm surprised at this. This is Well, incrementally, we've arrived at a point where this is seen as a casual kind of pastime anyway, and uh, no I'm harm, no... I'm not against no fa- it. I mean, no, I know, I know. But you still want to see certain restrictions on it. I yeah, do. there's a time and a place yes. and so on and so forth. But it, so it almost speaks then, if you take it back to its extreme, maybe this uh, genie has been let out of the bottle before we thought these things through. Peter Sherman, how do you see it? Well, I, I think I was going to say almost the words that you just uttered about the genie be, being let out of the bottle. The reason why, and I don't mean to impute anything to Tom that he isn't thinking, he can speak for himself. I think the reason that he's reacting that way, and I am too, by the way, is we're facing something that we're not used to. So uh, if you go to New Orleans, for example, you can go to a, a takeout bar and you can walk down the street a street with a plastic glass full of uh, scotch or rye or whatever you want, and it's perfectly normal there. It is not normal in terms Toronto. Somebody asked me the other day, uh, you know, if I take my kid to Little League and um, I'm allowed to smoke out of doors, can I light up a spliff and stand behind the uh, the backstop and uh, and do the do the doobie? And and is it okay with all the kids around? And the answer is technically, yeah. But do I like the idea? No. Well, we have a government in Ottawa that said that pot is legal as of uh, October 17th, and now we have a government in Ontario that says uh, it's it's online, and then we go into stores, and the stores seem to be a good idea. Look, I think what, what all this says is there are a lot of rules of the game that have yet to be determined by popular uh, desire, popular usage, and what the fallout is, and we don't know the answers to those things. Well, except that there is the proviso that communities can set their own limits uh, yeah. where these places would be licensed. And, you know, uh, the idea that, you know, you could go to a, a baseball park and have a, a spliff, uh, you know, fire one up, there has been a movement now. Tell me, Stephen, are we at a point where uh, smoking would be banned in public spaces, including parks? I thought we had already gone up that road. Well, smoking has a whole pile of dimensions of trouble in it. Now, I don't want it to forget, though, that consumption of cannabis could be me eating a brownie right here on the radio. And so there's all kinds of places where you can consume, but it's the smoke that's the issue. And I'm really worried about uh, urban centers like dense buildings and places that are close together because we already have trouble with smoke migration that goes between apartments. Imagine the smell of burning pot that can be 10 times worse and the social issues that we're going to be having 
coming out of that between neighbors quarreling and fighting with each other. So I think there's a lot more at a municipal level that still needs to be figured out on this, and time is going to tell us very quickly how bad these issues are going to be. Well, the Put municip- that brownie down. Well, yeah, <laughs> okay. brownie down. <laughs> well, that, that's not the one with the but, toxic fumes that but, you were... Uh, but here's the thing, yeah. though. Don't municipalities already set bylaws when it comes to smoking? As I said, I thought there was an initiative to ban it in the parks. Yeah, and, and maybe there will be some stronger initiatives coming down uh, to deal with cannabis smoke because it is so powerful and so smelly. It's it's much worse. But we also know that there are other technologies out there, including the vaping and, and, and uh, you know, goods that are made with the cannabis oils. So there may be some kind of a path forward to, uh, you know, allow this to, to go on, but become harsher when it comes to the traditional burning of the, of the leaves like tobacco. I, I guess I'm well, just surprised here that to hear this today, and we've there's been no public discussion about this particular part, and, and I find that surprising. And bam, you can smoke on the sidewalk in front of a school. Did we ever have that discussion in society? But they claim that they've consulted <laughs> on this stuff, Tom. I, I Peter, like you, I uh, I do these panels with John regularly uh, for a long time, and we've I, it's never been discussed. No, uh, I, I mean not, not in my recollection. Maybe in in in, in some uh, no, committee I mean, rooms Tom, all at I'm the saying, legislature. Yes. All, yeah, all I'm saying is that they they apparently they're talking about uh, consultations that they've held. In other words, they've done some questions uh, and answers, whether it was questionnaires sent out or or yeah. uh, panel discussions that they did have in a committee room. I don't know either. No. Okay, well, Here's what, what's the rush to uh, have the stuff legalized? October 17th. Why uh, couldn't because, nothing? well, that's the federal legislation. Uh, no, I de- understand. De- de- cur- de- well, criminalizes it on the 17th, well, so everything's got to be in place. Okay, well, yeah. the point being, though, uh, not everything has been thought through, including the enforcement end of things. Yeah. So that's a bigger concern. Let me ask, though, Stephen Holiday, time was you couldn't get a drink in Swansea. <laughs> Remember that? No, seriously. So I'm That's just like wondering. 15 years ago. Well, but here's the question, though. When it comes to uh, communities opting out, uh, or municipalities is the actual word they use, do you see it even being broken down in a smaller way? Maybe certain communities don't want this in their neighborhoods. Community standards, after all. Yeah, but I think people move around across borders. That We, we had that discussion when it came to banning handguns in Toronto. Uh-oh. And the point I raised was, boy, the closest Canadian tire to me is in Mississauga, so it's nothing for me to cross that uh, Etobicoke Creek and find myself in a different jurisdiction with different rules. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that communities can opt out. I really don't see that as a realistic uh, game changer because people will just get their pot from where they need to get it from. And heck, that'll bring in a whole entire new industry in those municipalities where it's banned to have uh, door-to-door delivery, just like the old uh, (laughs) dial-a-bottle. You dial a pot and get a a little envelope of stuff on a Friday night when you want it. Well, Sherman's there in Niagara-on-the-Lake, but if uh, they choose to opt out... I don't know if we're, we're going to have this available in Niagara. Well, but, but it'll be a Uber <laughs> pot. Eighty-year-old people, you know. So you go to Welland. You but go they to have Welland. Pain, Peter. All right, or Thorold. Thorold actually allows for it. There's going to be a run on Thorold. You know, nine o'clock on a Friday. Night. <laughs> you, you, you say you say grass in this part of the world. They talk golf courses. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. All right, uh, and some nice ones too. I might yes. add. Let's come back. More topics worthy of discussion. Peter Sherman, Stephen Holiday, Tom Park, and on the Oakley Show, Global News. Radio 640 Toronto. There are going to be certain regulations. There'll be a certain look and feel. There'll be a seal of approval, if you will. That's my words. Uh, a sort of a seal on the outside of a building that you'll know you're entering the only Ill, the only place that legally can sell you uh, cannabis that they bought from the only place that can legally distribute it. 